Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, I have my idiosyncrasies and my things that both fill my heart and take out of my heart. One of the pieces that drives me insane is when people say these two words put together. I know. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, and rest assured that when they say those words, they're pretty sure that they know, they know, they know. And sometimes for me, if it's something petty, like a a trivial fact or a little tiny correction, I'll roll my eyes when they say, I know, and just kind of internally say, great, I'm glad that you, you know. But then there are those painful moments where someone has poured out their heart. And from the bottom of of tears, from trembling and a place of terror, they've, they've shared and shared and shared and the person looks at them and glibly says, I know, I know. That hurts my heart to hear that. And I work like crazy as a pastor and as a human being not to trivialize somebody's suffering by saying, I know. When the COVID-19 crisis is over, we will gather together to tell the stories. We'll tell the stories of gathering together online on Easter of 2020. We'll tell the stories of waiting with masks and gloves to get into the supermarket. We'll tell the stories and kind of smile at one another when we talk about hoarding toilet paper. And some will give us a dismissive, I know, I know, I know, I know. And then there will be those of us who've gone through this time together We know the fear, we know the isolation, we know the pain of the COVID-19 virus and what that has brought upon the world. We know what it's like to have someone get sick and not be able to be there with them and to struggle with those feelings. We'll nod our heads, we look one another in the eyes and we will empathetically say, I know, I was there, I get it. We all went through it together and we understand it together. The experiences, the feelings, and the realities of handling and moving through a pandemic. There's a dismissive, I know, and there's an empathetic, I know. One destroys the heart, one fills the heart. One makes you feel like you're all alone and the other lets you know that you're in a community of people who feel and understand things the way you do. In our gospel reading this morning that Pastor Mike read for us from Matthew 28, these words again with an empathetic I know delivered by two women. So the women hurried away from the tomb. Afraid and filled with joy. And they ran to tell the disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. 
Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. I offer to you this morning on Easter of 2020 that you know a little bit more today. Having gone through the last 60 days of this crisis, you know what those women felt like in a whole different way. They were afraid yet filled with joy. They were afraid but filled with joy. Of course they were afraid. You would have been afraid too. Their friend in whom they invested their whole lives had been crucified for everybody to see on Friday night in Jerusalem. He had been a teacher, but a teacher who had accepted them. A teacher who let them into his entourage. He had done some miraculous signs. He had been, they had been in times of, of warmth and closeness, of sitting around a fire, of of talking in homes, but it all seemed to be over and so they were afraid. They were afraid of what happened. They were afraid of what would happen and, and they were afraid of what they didn't know would happen. And then something changed everything. Jesus met them. And in his presence, all the fear that they felt was dissipated, and they were filled with joy. Fear hadn't filled them because fear can't fill. Fear drains. Fear dissipates. But joy, joy fills. It fills a heart, and it fills a life. Jesus was alive. And they were filled Joy. They were filled with joy. Fear gave way to joy, and joy filled their hearts. You know that feeling. You know it. Not a dismissive, I know, but the empathetic, I know. We know what it is to deal with fear. We were afraid of getting sick. We're afraid of isolation. We've been afraid of economic losses. Perhaps some of us are afraid of being isolated because, like me, you don't do isolation so well. We're afraid that some of our older, more vulnerable people would get sick and maybe afraid that we would not be there to comfort them or provide what they needed. And so we know that fear. We will be able to look one day in the face of Mary in the eyes of Mary Magdalene and say, maybe I don't know everything that you went through, and maybe I don't know how this felt on that Easter Sunday, but there's some of me that having gone through this identifies with your feelings of being afraid and filled with joy. Joy is the word. It's Easter. There's only about seven of us in the church, but there's thousands of us gathered together in our homes. And the word for Easter is joy. Joy, joy, joy. And joy is found when Jesus meets us. Today he meets us in our homes. And maybe you're in your pajamas. Maybe you've got your favorite mug filled with your best coffee. 
But he meets us with his same word. And he meets us with that same strong, confident sense that he is ours and we are his. And that he is close to us. He meets us where we are. And fear dissipates. Because fear can't be where Jesus is. Every time he meets somebody after he rises from the dead, he says, peace be with you. Do not be afraid. And that fills us up. It fills us up with faith, with hope, and with joy. He greets us and meets us this morning. And our hearts are filled up, up, up. He is not dead and decaying. He is alive and moving. He is alive and well. And everywhere he goes, he brings peace and courage and joy. He brings joy. As I get older, maybe you've gone through this a little bit as well. As I get older, the the, the one thing I'm very aware of are the things that I don't know. And so I work really hard to to concentrate on the things that I really do know and hold tightly and steadfastly to them. Not to bludgeon people with how brilliant I am, but, but to know that in my heart and in my soul there are those core pieces that I know that add meaning and satisfaction and fulfillment to my life and my person. And the things that I don't know so well or that I'm fuzzy or unclear on, those are the things I ponder a little bit and think through, trying to figure it out as I grow up and experience more of God and and understanding of God's Word and, and the context of the world within which I live. And typically, if I don't know something, I hold loosely to those words. Today is not a day to be timid. It's not a day to be shy. It's certainly not a day to be depressed and afraid. Today is a day to be filled with joy. So let me tell you a couple of things that we all know and that we can nod our heads and empathetically say, you know what? I know. I know. I I know. You and me, we know what Job knows. From Job chapter 19, verse 25, I know that my Redeemer lives and that in the end He will stand upon the earth. We know that our Redeemer lives. Jesus lives. Death couldn't hold Him down. Life in Him defeated death and the grave. Jesus lives. And because He lives and we believe, We will be with Him forever. With Job we say, I know that my Redeemer lives. I invite you to turn to someone or just look into the screen and say with me this morning those marvelous words. Say it to the one closest to you in your home. I know that my Redeemer lives. We know. We know that. And hold to that in faith. Secondly, we know the words of Martha 
the words of life in a time of fear for Martha and Mary when their brother had died. Words of what was in her heart, words of what she knew, words of what she was, was all about. In her interchange with Jesus, she says, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Her brother had just died. Jesus had showed up late. She knew the power of life over death. She knew what Jesus could do. And in faith, she held on to what He would do. Again, when questioned about life and death and resurrection and new life, she responds to Jesus, I know that He will rise again in the resurrection of the last day. She spoke from her heart. She spoke from her soul. She spoke from those times of togetherness and community in her home with Jesus. She knew it. She held on to it. And then finally at the end of their dialogue, Jesus asked her, does she believe this? And she says, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. And with Mary and Martha, we nod our heads and we say empathetically, this, this I know. I know that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And he, that, he who believes in him Though he dies, yet shall he live. And that he who believes in him will never die. This we know. And one more little piece that we know, or maybe better than being know and knowing and, 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 and holding in a, in a certain way, there are things that we are convicted of, that we are convinced of, that, that we stand and put our lives upon. We know that our Redeemer lives. We know that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And we are convinced of His presence in our lives. St. Paul writes in Romans chapter 8, I am convinced. He doesn't say I know. He says I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This we know and are experiencing in our homes and in our families, that nothing will separate us from the love of God. We are not far from God because God comes to meet us in pajamas with coffee on a screen with the same words of hope and promise and joy. And of this we are convinced that nothing will separate us from the love of God. And the fear that's in our hearts gives way to the joy that comes in the resurrection of Jesus Christ our Lord. We are convinced. We are convinced. There's a couple other things that I know. I know that one day very soon, instead of just a few of us in this sanctuary, there's going to be a lot of us in this sanctuary. And there's going to be thousands of people gathered together here and in our auditorium to sing hymns and praise songs, one day very soon we will be
together this I know. And I know that one day, soon, we'll gather around the table of the Lord and our joy and our hope and our faith will be fed with the Lord's Supper. And I know that we're going to gather around the baptismal font. Babies are being born. Parents are happy and joyful. Pictures and pieces of life as life continues to go on. I know that one day very soon we will share the stories We will share donuts and coffee and hymns and praise songs. And in the sharing and in the building of that community, fear will dissipate. And our hearts will be filled with joy. And in that moment, in the context of the community of God's people, we can smile and nod And we can greet one another without the fear of social distancing and with the appropriate closeness that comes in the body of Christ that is St. John's Orange. We can smile and know, know in our hearts that we went through this together. Like the disciples did. Like the women at the tomb did a little bit of fear but being filled up with the joy that comes in meeting Jesus this we know and this we have confidence in in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit Amen